Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Robin Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and I'm <laughs> Rob Federick, and I'm so thrilled to be back. Woo! It's a big day. I'm big. Rob Schulte, and guess what? Uh, I'm in California with my two buddies, Peter and Rob. Woo! Woo! This is legendary in the <laughs> sense that we're recording where Peter and I usually record, and Rob is usually on a TV screen, but Rob's not on a TV screen. He's actually he's, here. He's present. I he's have, present. I have moved from Max Hedrum level to like real life. Uh, I would, You know, just a note up top. It's hot in these California streets, so we're leaving the air conditioner on. Yeah. Chris is going to edit out most of it, but don't call us. Don't don't say we're amateurs because we're far from it. We just want to be comfortable while recording our episode. It, it, it's true. We 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 got to provide, especially because you know Rob is in town f- like for the first time. We got to yeah, provide. This is, this is a first. We, we got to make sure he's comfortable, or else he's going to be like, Nah, man, this 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 is shitty. And so. that's why we chose today's movie because right? it is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> make me feel comfortable. <laughs> okay, so um, how do we want to announce this movie? Should well, I announce? You should because so, okay, you picked right. it. Okay, all right. Kicking <laughs> off the third third season. Third right? season three, guys. We are kicking it off with a Valerian style review over here. How we, we would fix. Um, the <laughs> last Airbender. Oh my okay. God! Now remember um, how you know in previous episodes I talked about <laughs> certain movies that I would not go see if something was headed by Dan DeHaan or Clive Owen. I'm walking the other direction. Yes. Well, there's one more name that you can add to that is M Night Shyamalan. Now M Night Shyamalan. <clears throat> After I saw Lady in the Water by M. Night Shyamalan, uh-huh. I was like, I am done with this guy. He is a hack. Wow. Yeah. And then, I, and then, and then, and then. Okay. It was announced that he was directing the live action version of one of my favorite cartoons of all time. I'm pretty, I, I think it's. We should probably note that, like, Avatar The Last Airbender is pretty universally loved. Oh, I love that Yeah, the television show. I've not really heard terrible reviews about the show ever. Like, I think that everyone who's watched it has always said very positive things, and it's revered as a very well-written-out story. Yeah, no, it's it's perfect. And I'm going to get into details why I think that is. But, um, But, yeah, so... Those three names right there. I'm walking the other direction. Anyway, that being said, we are going to be talking Last Airbender today. Now, um, Rob. Yes. What is this movie? I can't even I think he's trying to say if it's bendable. Right. (laughs) Well, I would say that yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even give it a rate. I feel like if you can bend air uh-huh. or fire or water or earth, just kind of bend it. Wait right. a second. That's Captain Planet too, right? Uh, it's true. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You whip Keep- it all into your face. Not because it's a great movie. It's because. You should probably... Well, actually, if you bend air, bend air to fly you far away from this movie. <laughs> if you bend water. Probably water your eyes so you can't see it. If you bur- if you if you uh, bend fire, maybe like you know, set fire to the movie theater that you're watching <laughs> it, and uh, you know, Earth just kind of like you know, maybe bury, like bury yourself. Build a, no, 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 no. Make a wall around M Night Shyamalan's house so that you can't, you know, make a movie again. That, now that's what I have to say about this movie. So before we actually like get into uh, talking about this film i should say that i've never seen the tv show okay i i i I know aspects of it Mm. peter told me a little bit about it uh, leading into this right uh but i think everyone i think it's something that i wanted to partake and i kind of like that i got to watch this one not really knowing right what the tv show is about because i'll be able to at least bring that aspect is the side of an interesting take because here's the, I, like I, I, Peter probably has watched way more Avatar than I have. I've tuned into a couple episodes here and there, and I, every time that it was on, I was always like, "Oh, this yeah, seems yeah, interesting. Yeah. I want to watch." Mm-hmm. But when I saw they were making the live action version of this, I was very intrigued. When I saw M Night Shyamalan's name pop up <laughs> at the end of that trailer, however, 
I was a little... <laughs> concerned? I, I was concerned is the proper word to describe it, but it was the least... It, it, it was it was a toned-down version of what I was feeling. <laughs> so. Now, can we talk M. Night just for a minute? Let's talk I just, M. Night. Such a huge deal. The yeah. guy was amazing. I'm not saying he's... No, I have he not wasn't se- amazing. He okay. had one amazing movie. Sure, but what I'm saying is... There was a a sensation that swooped, sweeped, swept, swiped the nation, swept swept the nation. Yeah, we all swiped right on M Night after. uh, I swiped left on him every time. (laughs) So, (laughs) but here's the thing: he was expected that all of his movies had a twist, right? And then he probably. Uh, signed a deal that was like, now make six movies. Right. Right? This is where I'm thinking of it. And uh, something got lost movie to movie to movie. I have yet to see Old, which recently came out at the time of this recording. Right. Right. I have not heard much, but what I have heard is positive. Well, And there was no twist in this movie. We'll get to that. The thing with M. Night Shyamalan, for me personally, is that the guy... Made a knockout film with the Sixth Sense. Let's, uh-huh. I mean, that let's, that's just that's on the table. Is like that was extraordinary, spectacular. Yes, extraordinary. It was a great movie. But I think that the success that he experienced after that movie blew him up so big, and Hollywood was like, "We found our next golden ticket." The next Spielberg. The ne- the, yes, there was yeah. an article that said yep. the next Spielberg or mm-hmm. Spielberg Nation, and it was like him on there and shit or something, yep. and. You know, he made Unbreakable, which I also thought was pretty good. Not as great as Sixth Sense, but it was pretty good. But then he sort of started having a downward trend. Signs I'll accept, but then everything that came after that just was a disappointment. And I think it was because he was so emphasized on that whole twist plot that you were talking about. Yeah, or forced to do extreme twists after Sixth Sense. Exactly. Like extreme twist is his trademark where I'm like, just just make an intriguing movie. Why does it it have to have this crazy twist, right? What's the twist? (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is also that like, I I don't know where his deranged mind went off to where (laughs) he made a movie called Lady in the Water that was just the most atrocious piece of shit that was well, ever made. I've never seen it, but what I have heard when people want to say, like, if you want to pinpoint one of the reasons why that movie is not liked is that he, doesn't he put himself in as, like, the most brilliant writer or yeah, something gonna, like that? he's going to write a script that is going to bring world peace about. And and I'm, and I, I wrote I'm, this movie and I'm going to be that he's person. Play the guy. <laughs> Which I guess on the other side of that coin you could be like, I guess on the other side of that coin, you could just be like, you know, well, I'm not going to put anyone else in it, you know, like yeah. when Mel Gibson was the person who nailed the right. Jesus. Um, right. But I don't know if it's that extreme. <laughs> um, yeah, I fell off. At one point, I watched, tried to watch The Happening, and it wasn't happening. Right. Um, but, but what I, the point, before you get into sorry, that, because that was his, his follow-up films to that, right? There was a period of time where M. Night sort of fell off the map. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him on the last Airbender, like I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna fuck this up somehow." Yeah, because this is not the movie I would pick for that director. Yeah, no. right. But Absolutely then not. something. Cur- I mean, then he directed After Earth, with, which was just even oh worse. yeah, and they didn't put his name on the trailer. <laughs> oh, because I think the studio was like, "Okay, we trust that this guy." Because at the bottom line, I mean, he does know how to make a movie. I just think sure. that people were at a point where they were a little reserved to go see his movies right yeah so they're like let's take his name off and see how it does it did poorly so i think he got to a point but then he sort of started redeeming himself with split okay which sort of came out again they didn't market it as an m night mm. movie but because of james Ma- james mcavoy's performance which is probably the best part of that movie he sort of started coming back in some way and then i know that he has some tv show on apple tv plus or something that's supposed to be pretty good and you know Sort of, he's sort of making a comeback. So I, I want to believe in M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. But not for this movie. And <laughs> I would love to know I'm your not going to, you know, and let's get back to the, uh, I'm not going to believe in him. <laughs> but let's get back to Last Airbender. Do you have the back of the box? Did you actually, Rob, on your journey from New York to Los Angeles, did you happen to bring your VHS collection with you? Did you not notice the trailer that's parked outside <laughs> of my building? Yeah, not I only did I bring was. it to California, I brought it to Rob's place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to show this puppy off. Now, the weird thing about the back of the box is that, like, there are a couple of different um, 
printings of oh, this, this movie. Okay. But you, you know, have it on VHS. That's surprising. I do. And this one's just a little short, though. So, okay. follows the adventures of Ang, a young successor to, the, to a long line of avatars who must master all four elements and stop the Fire Nation from enslaving the water tribes and the Earth Kingdom. Hmm. I guess that's good enough um, for this movie. Because right. that's yeah. what happens in this movie. Yeah. yeah. But, like, where do you begin on this <laughs> film? And I don't know if I want to jump into having not seen the show, but, yeah. if, but I will say that I didn't... I wasn't expecting much, and then when I saw Nickelodeon yeah. come across the screen, I was like, remember this is a kid's movie. Right. You know, like... And then that made me think the whole way, like, holy shit, M. Night Shyamalan is directing a exactly. children's movie. Exactly. And then I was thinking what you were saying, like, the whole time, Rob, like... Concerned. What? Yeah. What is about to happen here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's touch... Let, you know, before we get into the movie, Peter, because you watched the show, I should think we should touch on a little precursor of what the show was about and why it was yeah. so successful. I think that, you know, obviously the show is about these four nations or whatever, that, and then there's these... They people that can bend those elements, and the avatar has been a like resurrecting being that can actually bend all four of the um, elements, yeah, keeps and nobody the, else keeps can. the world in balance, right? It keeps the world in balance. And the last airbender, who's Ang, happens to be the new avatar that's born in yeah. succession. And the story, apparently, for this movie was supposed to be book one which is what they yes. called their seasons. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were going to do sequels of these movies. Yeah, they definitely set up for be, that. Yes. No, but there were going to be three movies. And here's the thing. <clears throat> the original Avatar The Last Airbender, before we even get into like where we were, when because you, <laughs> you, you, did you just, did you just see this movie uh, yesterday? This morning. Wow. Okay, yeah. we need to get into that. Because <laughs> I saw this movie Midnight Showing. Wow. That's how big of a fan. fan. I would, I'm, uh, yes, okay. I was a fan, and I'm still a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender. So I saw it midnight showing. And here's the thing. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender is, is, is what we call in Hollywood, give me the same but different. All right? right. It's Star Wars. Oh. So it's book one, book two, book three, Star Wars. It's New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Okay, in the first in the first one, Luke we got Luke uh, destroying the Death Star. In the first uh, book, Ang, not Ang, Ang, no. Ang, he defeats the Fire Nation by like destroying half the Armada. But he does it through the Force, through his knowledge, Avatar state, through his Avatar state. He doesn't know how he does it, just like Luke blowing up the Death Star. But he doesn't know how he does it. He doesn't he just, know how to control it. Exactly. Yet. Yeah, yeah. You got Roku, who's like his past life, Obi Wan Kenobi, guiding him along. He doesn't get introduced till uh, later on, a little bit later on in the show, just like Luke Skywalker does. In the third, in the second book, he almost he he encounters the Darth Vader of the whole show, Azula, who's not in the first <clears throat> the first season. She uh, almost kills him at the end, and he goes unconscious, just like Luke does in Empire Strikes Back. Right. And then he comes back, and he is able to defeat the Emperor, a la the Fire Lord Ozai, right? right? Who's only mentioned in the first uh, season, just right. like in New Hope, he's only yeah. mentioned. The Emperor's only mentioned in the second uh, season, like in Empire Strikes Back. You see glimpse of him, right. and then in the third season, he's there in all his glory, just like the Emperor Emperor in uh, Return of the Jedi. It's the same thing, but different. Yeah, I really want to watch this show now. Yeah. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go and oh, you're yeah. gonna love it. Yeah, it's uh, fun, man. And I. I mean, I'm always, like, a fan of, like, really good animation and storytelling as yeah. well. And, like, knowing that they're just using, like, a structure that works but with a great, unique world is exactly. awesome. So then, if this was supposed to be book one, it still feels like they, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm, I remembered this, like the Lemony Snicket books. Yeah. Yes. Back in the day, there was, like, Right. 50 of them. They were like right. goosebumps, Holy but they just tried to like... series of unfortunate events. Yeah, yeah, a series of unfortunate events, and they just tried to cram like eight books into one movie. If you watch that movie, it's fucking solid. I love that movie. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah it's it's like, very solid. It, like, yes. It's solid. 
But this felt like it was trying to do both. It was trying to be like, well, if we have to do one movie, right. let's still set it up for more. Right. But you got enough time in a movie. You got two hours. They decided to do it in an hour and what, 20 minutes? Yeah. He, you know? It's like you can do a movie for two hours. Kids love Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is two and a, two what, two and a half hours? Check out Phantom Menace. All those movies are damn near yeah. three Jeez. hours. Yeah. You know? I will say. The kids love those. That was the, because I saw this movie a long time ago and I actually did not really. When did you it. first see it? I think when it like maybe hit DVD for the first time. Oh wow! Or Blu-ray. So yeah. we're talking like 2011 latest. Yes, like that yeah. would be the like latest. Around you then, were. and I was curious because of the TV show, and I remember like this is not not captivating me, but it did. I do remember thinking this feels really rushed. Yeah, like this feels rushed. Oh, the acting is terrible, and the acting is. Ba- you have good actors oh. in there. Dev Patel is a good actor. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's coming off a of Slumdog Millionaire, that one best okay. picture, and he's playing. He's to me where I remember him thinking that he was the better actor of them, but the lines were so bad. Oh, oh yeah, my God, the whole movie is exposition. It's true, like it's all dialogue. So, I want to get into blah, like blah, how blah, I, I want to get into how. Yeah, we would let's fix talk about this, that. But we, we, yeah. what, what, what were your because you just saw this movie yeah. this morning? Yeah, let's yeah. let's yeah. What uh, you? What are your initial thoughts? You know, I get into like the first twenty minutes or so, uh-huh. and I'm like, all right, this is a decent. Hero journey kids movie. You know, there's magic spells. You know, there's, you know, foreign lands, but it's still like attainable. It's like, here's the bad guys. Here's the good guys. You know, here's our special character, main character. But then it started being like sporadic uh, (laughs) narration from the young woman. I forget her name. Uh, But like, sure, we get a backstory scroll at the beginning, which is rarely good. You know what I mean? Like, when it's good, it's very good. Yeah. Star Wars, yeah. etc. This is like, I don't know, this 120-minute Nickelodeon kids movie needs a backstory exposition at the beginning and not done in any sort of real fun way with, like, credits or something yeah. or, like, Game of thrones yeah. it, you know? And, and the thing is... Not everyone watched that TV show that yes. may want to be interested in the movie, which I'll give you a case in point. We watched Cruella like two nights ago. Uh-huh. And I thought it was great. And I'll say why. The ending, eh. But the movie tells a backstory of a character uh-huh. and reintroduces it in a live-action version that, version that was solid. The acting is great. The lines are great. The style is great. The movement of the, the pacing of the movie, all of it was really well done. So there's no excuse you can grab Avatar, which is a great source material. Uh-huh. Pair that off with a really good director that can then take that. Peter Jackson. <clears throat> Peter Jackson would have done a great job with that. If, yeah. and, and the thing is you need to be, as much as you want to take some, because I feel like what I remember seeing is that Shyamalan took a lot of his Shyamalanist liberties with it. And I think a lot of people were pissed that it didn't feel loyal to the show in many yes. ways. Well, you know, I mean, like, he started putting, injecting, like, oh, uh, but he, he disappeared. No, in the show, it's like, he vanished. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what, what strikes more? He disappeared. He vanished. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. Well, like, and why do you have to, like, inject yourself into every little thing? And I also think going back from this being my first viewing, you yeah. know, the more it went on after, like, that first half hour oh, or dear so, God. it was like, Okay, like this is not written like the like nothing is it just all the dialogue felt very forced. I remember and so that being was cringed. difficult. Like, yeah. I oh, cringed. it was. It, oh, you're. I was in sitting in the theater in 2010 uh-huh. at the midnight showing. <laughs> Big bag of popcorn and can, yeah, giant yeah. soda. Well, it was super me, excited. the Jude. The oh, Jude shit. kept on looking at me like all. Oh, because like, he's a big fan, right? Well, he's like, oh he's dear a god, fan now because yeah. he watched the show with me and he was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. But at the time, he didn't watch it. You know, so he kept on looking at me like, is this a real? Is this? Is this why you? You like this show that is associated with this movie? Hey, you side know? note. Netflix actually put out a show from the creators of the of Avatar The Last Bender called like Dragon Spire oh, or something like that. Oh, I, I have no idea. And it's a medieval fantasy show. Okay. It's pretty damn good. I'm right, not going to lie. I'm ready for it. And it's pretty dark in a lot of ways. And the animation's the same style. I, I tuned in for the first season and I was kind of glued, man. So awesome. I don't know if it's as good as... Avatar The Last Airbender, but it is it is pretty badass. At so. least something new from the creators. The that. the Dragon King, or I think it's what it's called. The Dragon Prince. The oh, Dragon, yeah, Prince. Dragon Prince. Prince. The Dragon Prince. It's 
pretty freaking rad. So. I love it. But anyway, that show, the few episodes that I watched, I saw that Aang had this, like... And like, we're not crazy. They called him Ong in this movie, yeah, though, right? Be, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's but like he, saying Appa that, is instead Appa. Of, gotcha. Instead of Katara, they said Katara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the names the were The Avatar wrong. instead of the Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I Avatar. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like just like what, why, 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 just why? Well, you like know? especially when you have source material with the same name. Exactly. I mean, to just me, watching the show for like yeah. it's like a celebration. Also, on top uh, on top of everything else, the show is like a celebration of like uh, Asian culture. So you got Japan as the Fire Nation, uh-huh. China's the Earth Kingdom. You got the Eskimos are uh, are are you know. Uh, <laughs> but it's like uh, it's like if they watch Inuit. like Loki, Inuit. the TV the show. Inuit are are. Uh, it's yeah, like, it almost what they call him Loki. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's up with that? You know, Loki instead of Loki. Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> just give a, cl- a clean Inuit take. Yeah, the Inuit are are the Water Nation. Right. Awesome. You know? So the Fire Nation is the uh, is Japan. Japan. You got China is the Earth Kingdom, and then you have the Inuit is uh, the Water Nation. You know, and then of course Tibetan monks. They designed it this way. You know, yeah. from the from the armor and the clothing and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. The, everything you know? that built the world. And like, and I... Then, sorry, keep going. But it feels grounded. You, yes, you got yes. Jackson Rathbone trying to... I don't know. <laughs> that dude is terrible, by the way. Holy shit. Which one was he? Was he the ponytail? He's the brother. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. He got, I mean, he got cast for his eyes, right? Because like, yeah, I think it has to be... blink once. Yeah. You look at, at him, he looks like a serial <laughs> killer. Shit. He yes. looks like a serial killer in the <laughs> oh entire movie. Oh my god! My brother oh my was making god, a I'm joke. He's all it, like, Peter. "I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to her. I'm attracted to her. I'm attracted to her." Yeah. <laughs> you can see that. Okay, we do. Okay, so let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more magical at the movies. This episode is sponsored by Cosa Salvaje. Cosa Salvaje. Cosa Salvaje. Cosa Salvaje. What does it taste like? Oh, I think it tastes like Cosa Salvaje. <laughs> you don't know what you're... It's, uh, it's a tequila, and if it's near you, you should check it out. And if Absolutely. you're, I love Cosa Salvaje. And uh, if you guys are just happen to be fans of Tanya Tucker, uh, she is the uh, face of this tequila now, and apparently they're rolling out a limited edition pink tequila after her, so... Go find that where you can. So Excellent. Cosa Salvaje. Cosa Salvaje. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. It's Magic All the Movies with one Rob, two Robs, and a Peter. <laughs> All in the, All same, the same room. Place. Uh, having fun talking about one of our favorite movies, <laughs> The Last Airbender. Hey, uh, hey, hey, it's not going to supplant Superman 2, okay? That's, uh, I really? I do think, I think we should have a Superman 2 watch party on live we stream should. coming up. We're going to have to do that on fun. Twitch. Yes. yes, yes. The only condition, I'll only do it on one condition. Uh-oh. Because if not, I'm out. Okay, okay. <laughs> Peter's got to wear a Superman costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear the t-shirt. Sure, you got it. I'll go buy one. I'm going to dress up as Kryptonite. I want full-on costume with oh. cape and all, man. Oh, dear God, I'll do it. Peter's, I'll do it's it. It's very important because then we're hitting up the bars afterwards and there's going to be no time <laughs> Dude, to change. Dude, we should just walk right to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, hey, you could get a, like... Make a hundred bucks or something. Like, like walk on the Hollywood right. Walk of Fame is what I meant. I like where, where the Supermans and other crazies are there and see who fares up better. Oh man, against on Spider-Man's turf, it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. trouble. Yeah. Uh, but they're all superheroes. This is a super movie. Um, <laughs> it did kind of fall apart for me, guys. Like, and I'm not here just to shit on things. It wasn't the eyes of Jackson Rathbone that it, made it fall apart. You know that. Kept it together, scotch tape for a little while. <laughs> Rob, let me ask you though, because you're about to get into the. But it, like, what did you think of the main character throughout this whole process? Did it work for you? I there could have been more. I think that they were very skilled in terms of like martial arts and presenting to the camera. I I, I like 
the camera found them. Yeah. You know, I just don't think there was any sort of real. There was no depth to really anyone in this film. It was like, right. bad guy, good guy. Yeah. Here's the lines that the bad guy says. Here's the lines that the good guy says, you know. And and the show has a lot of depth. That's what I'm gathering. For example, what's the bad... I always forget. The, the Zuko. 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 Danny the, Zuko. Zuko in the show <laughs> has a big, big red scar over oh, yeah. the side of his face. He's almost like the Phantom of the Opera, right? Yeah. Like he's like burned badly. His father burned him. His father, his burned father him. doesn't like him at all. Right. And, okay. and we... And, don't know why in this movie, right? Right. He he has no. We we in don't, the movie. No, in the in the movie, he's all like, you know, he's going to come back to me. It's like his father didn't like him. But it's yeah. like literally like a fucking penciled in line that yeah. he has for his car. He doesn't have the burn that you don't Zuko, see it every time you see the character, right? Which and, is you should. And the whole thing is that that's not just an identifying marker. It's he is super self conscious of that ah. scar, but he wears it as like a motivator. To regain his honor. Like, he has a lot of depth in the show that oh, I yes. remembered. And he was a very complex villain. And Dev Patel, being the actor that he is, sort of tried, but I was just like, this is just shameful. Well, I mean, what can you do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, on a, a podcast I produce uh, called Literally with Rob Lowe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he talks about, like, when you make the decision to as an actor who's won awards, right, you know, right. to go, hey, can I help punch up some of my character's dialogue? Right. And when you just go, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. And I wonder if Dev Patel is even in that headspace to even know that he could probably say, like... I think he was too new. No, yeah. because, like, I know M. Night Shyamalan wouldn't allow oh, that. Oh, there it is. There, That's there, the other for part. For sure. Because yeah. M. Night Shyamalan likes the title writer, producer, director. Right. Right. But there. But the yeah. thing is... How much did Mel Gibson say no, right? Because he was a big draw at the time. How no. much did Bruce Willis say no, you know what I mean? Because he's a big draw at the time, you know what I mean? Who really would have said no to him in this movie? Who's like, Dev Patel's coming off Slumdog Millionaire. Yes, it's a success, but that's the first time we ever saw this dude. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, and he was young. So and who knows if this was filmed before well, Slumdog true. even came out? You true. You know? I, I don't think it was. I think they used okay, him because okay. of the thing. But, but what I'm saying is that he wasn't the star power and like he wasn't as old as these other guys that had more yep. that were more seasoned when Shyamalan was sort of coming up to, for them to be like, no, 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 bro. We got to change this shit. Yeah. Because Bruce Willis is definitely known for that. Mm -hmm. uh, Gibson is. Gibson is as well. Joaquin Phoenix. Right, right. Yeah, He's you know? So it's like, I, and those movies were def significantly better. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so I don't know if he had anyone really pumping the brakes on him on this one. Well, well here's, here's a, you want to know a rumor? Here's a rumor. So apparently Paramount saw the dailies coming back. For, for Avatar. For Avatar. Okay. For The Last Airbender. Yeah, no, right. it's not Avatar. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly, they saw the dailies coming back and they're like, holy shit. Oh, no. And they started, that's why like you panicking see. Panicking or? Yeah, they started panicking and they started like stopping payments on the movie. So that's why you see like, like, uh, uh, you know when when all the Earth Kingdom guys are like trying to fight off the by the way the worst martial arts I've ever seen but these Earth Kingdom <laughs> guys trying to fight off these Fire Nation guys and he's like yeah 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 and there's a little pebble that hits one of them and it's like dude that is the 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 studio pulling back the budget yeah. on this whole oh movie because right. I believe that it's like because I you're saying no, like but, yeah I heard that I heard that like the studio saw, like I mean this is just a rumor. But I heard it. It was like, oh, the studio saw the dailies coming out. And they're like, oh, pump the brakes on this one. We're going to lose some money. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. Right. I also think, I mean. It has a five on Martin Tomatoes, by what the way. Did, what did you guys think of the, let's talk visuals. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. What do you guys think of the visuals of the film? Uh, are, you, are you talking about the, the landscape shots or? A anything. I mean, like the visual aspect of the film. Okay, well, like, the, the all right. visual so, language, I mean, because I guess. Do you want to get into like the, your favorite scene in the movie? Because one of my favorite scenes is the blue demon, right? You know, Zuko dresses up at the blue demon. That, right. I, that, that was a great fight sequence. But before that, you have Commander Zhao. I can't remember the actor's name, but Commander Zhao circling around the, the airbender who's, um, who's chained yeah. to, the, to the ceiling, right? right? And he gives this, this long-winded monologue 
but there's no cuts. It's just one, uh, just one continuous shot mm-hmm. around, above, around the Avatar, watching. Which the, could be creative. Yeah, I understand that. But when nothing is said, why don't you have like a quick cut to the profile of the guy's face? And, and he's like, well, and why is that? You know what I mean? Because he's asking him about, oh, you don't know all the, all the elements. Uh, you don't know how to bend all the elements. Why is that? You know, and then cut it from there. But instead, it, it just ends awkwardly. Yeah. You, could, you could do that whole circular shot and then from there cut to like a profile of the guy is like now why is that you know i remember though watching that episode on the show when he gets captured yes and uh, and ang was much more like he was braver he was more sarcastic he was he was more like i'm Whatever, like he was kind of like I'm not. I don't have like to put confidence. Up he was confident and cocky, but like also in like an endearing way that you wanted to. Re- and when I saw this one, it was just like I just feel like Ang was like a scared little boy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I didn't feel like that he realized that he has this power in him that he doesn't know how to control, but that he's willing to find out. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't feel that in this movie from him. Oh yeah, I didn't either. And you know. Peter, you're talking about your favorite scene, and Rob, you were talking about like effects and stuff. Well, I just want to see visuals, like if well, you guys like costumes. Yeah, no, like, so, the, so the fight scene the, that they had, the cinematography in, and that kind well, of thing. The fight yeah, scene that I they was, had in the courtyard afterwards, yeah. that was cool, where yeah. it was like the continuous shot around, and he, like, like uh, the blue demon and the avatar fighting together. That's what I was going to say. You know? I really liked that transition there, and like that, like some of those fight scenes were entertaining, like, and looked fun you know and like, like well shot yeah well thing. shot there you go but i also i kept like it was like a roller coaster ride with me on how bending works right and right. is it that i can just take water and throw it or do i have to do some kata ahead of time and right. then stuff starts happening because like sometimes they would do like it would take ten seconds before I any know, right? sort of air could go. Right. But other times it was just poof. I think know? it's one of those things where like movies take artistic liberties. The best example I can give you is Transformers. Uh-huh. Right? So like when you first see the Transformers come out, it's like clink-clink-clink-clink-clink-clink-clink-clink-clink. And then it's like you see them, right? And then in like the heat of battle, it's like Clink, clink, and he's like, they're back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like we don't need to go into all the intricacies to show you how fucking exactly. elaborate these guys are, which I think is kind of the same effect that air bending or like or the bending for is like, look at all these amazing forms that maybe summon up more power, but then we're in the heat of the battle, like it's like they can summon it a little faster. Yeah, but it felt like uh, they didn't do that all the time. Like it was right. sometimes even in the heat of the battle, right? It would take forever for like the earth wall to come up that right. people were doing or right. something. Well, I mean that comes from like, also like in that whole sequence that you're talking about the threats that these that the Fire Nation has, they don't have no, t- they don't have any teeth because yeah. they don't feel like real bad guys. That's it, that is it on the head. <laughs> like what? They're jokes. Well, yeah. Okay, they came with their machines and took over. Okay, and then now while they're here, like they're like cooking you lunch and and like not even <laughs> really attacking. Together. Right, 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 yeah, right. they're well, like unify the people. I guess I don't yeah. know. Well, it was just weird when they'd be like, "Oh, we've got a threat," and then like right. three th- three guards would run up, and then it would that like five guards would be just sitting in the background and it's like <laughs> so are we going to just take care of this or is it like a that's luxury when the whole movie, right, that's yeah. when the whole movie like broke apart yeah, for yeah. everyone in the audience on that midnight showing oh was my that, god was that earth bending scene right. where that one pebble went and hit one guy it, it's oh my like, god are you everyone I think people started throwing tomatoes at, it's, <laughs> it, I, I, I'm curious remember that I'm I'm curious, and maybe you know the answer to this, Peter. But like, was M Night a fan of the show? Or His kids like, were. Oh, oh. so, so he was. Got a, uh, so wait, wait, he wasn't like a Sam Raimi who like grew up on Spider Man. Sam Raimi, Raimi last Airbender. Fuck. Holy shit! That might well, actually be a great one too. Yeah, yeah you know. That would because be the awesome. other thing is that I feel that it also felt dry. Like, it lacked the, like, um, cherubric comedy, like, that warm comedy that the show offered that, like, on top of this amazing action and great story, like, there was a warmth and humor to it where I, 
it, it it felt very cringe or forced to me. At least what yeah, I remember. The entire movie's cringy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just the entire the entire like all the acting is cringy. And not sure, like, Rick. I meant charming is what I meant to say. Charming. The show is charming. That's what I meant. Like if it lacks that. I don't know if you got that, Rob. No, I mean, it. This is a put a movie on. For your kids to watch while you clean the kitchen. <laughs> Give well, them the would, iPad to shut yeah, them up. Like, it, it really is. I mean, like, it's one of those movies that it doesn't matter where you pick parents, it up. You know, good guys, bad guys. Parents, <laughs> parents, put on the cartoon for your kids. Yeah, Do exactly. not put this on. But like, the this thing is about the cartoon is that, that's like, what the, this is going to be. You the know? bad guys are bad guys, but you do see depth to them where you're like, well, maybe their stance isn't so bad. At least, like, Zuko, like, you can tell he's not, he's not evil, but what he's trying to do, he's not doing it in the right means. You know what I'm saying? But he cares about his uncle and yeah. shit. Well, he cares about his people. And he cares about his people, yeah. You know? Yeah. And he wants to be a good fire lord. Like, you know, he wants right. to, when he takes over, he wants to be a just ruler. And they're and a warrior bait. So, exactly. like, he needs that warrior's honor and he feels like anything below that defiles him. Yes. You know? Sure. It's the, what he's been, it's the only thing he knows. Yes. Right. And so, yeah, you it's a relatable bad guy in that sense where you can go. But he's an anti-hero. He's not really a bad guy. Right. You know, and you sure, can tell yeah. like he's like having, he's conflicted, yeah. you know, especially once you get to season two, he's conflicted. But you, you don't know? see that in this movie. You don't. don't. And it was so forced when Aang like took the ice off of his head when he was like stuck, when he was escaping. <laughs> right, he's like, right. we could have been friends or we could be friends, oh, you know, and it's like, God. Oh my God. okay, that, uh, signposting a bit much here, right, right. but like nothing ever told us they could be friends. Now, now that you mention it, though, I do remember that the balance of action and dialogue in this movie was so, like, 180, man. Like, it was like it was either action or just a long draw of dialogue yeah. that was on the nose, I think. On the nose of exposition? Yeah, like, it was just, <laughs> it was always just telling me, not showing me. Yeah. And I think that that... My brother and the princess fell in love right away. Like, which is which is surprising because I feel like you're trying. I think that maybe either they were trying to cram a lot of source material that that, that I, M Night was not familiar with. Yeah. Or because uh, it's surprising because you watch The Sixth Sense and it's just so visually compelling story wise. How long did he have to work on The Sixth Sense? That's and true. And then how long? You know, it's like when that's you, true. It's yeah, like if True you Detective. Have, if you have a hundred fifty million dollar movie, I think you're going to have a lot of leeway to. to uh, you would know. think. Look, we we brought yeah. up Sam Raimi earlier, and when Spider Man Three came out, he said the studio put so much pressure on him to deliver that that's why that movie is subpar to the other. Well, to the second one, which is the best Spider Man movie Absolutely. in the world oh, of all but, time. But but he even a seasoned director like that who loves the source material said, Hey man, like it fell apart for me on this one just because I had just so much pressure to the studio get quick. And, and I had a, and he had, he pretty much had any budget he wanted. For yeah. That. Cause Spider-Man two was the highest grossing film of all time at that point. Well, that came or out, that came out in Oh four and Spider-Man three came out in Oh six, seven, Oh seven or is it? Yeah. Three years. Yeah. But I think before, like the development side of it, and they wanted, they wanted Venom they and wanted all Venom, that. They wanted Green Goblin, and they wanted Sandman. And it's like, dude, too many villains. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Rhino apparently. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no. He's in it. Oh no, no. They, no oh not. no, no. They were gonna put it in. They wanted. In. They wanted. They wanted like four villains or five. It was just like it would get got to be a little much. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of budgets, we should take a quick break. Hey, it's Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob. We are back, and guys, Peter, you've got a stack of note cards, oh, yeah. and I think yeah. we've covered most of it. We've covered a lot. But before we get to our personal final thoughts here and big takeaways, is there anything else you wanted to touch on or that you would have fixed? The music is amazing. Music is great. The music yeah. is amazing. Yeah, let's I talk love the positive. Mu- yeah. yeah. We'll like talk that. positive, and then I'll, I'll talk about how I would have fixed it. Yeah. Yes. But the but the music the music is amazing, which only goes to show that music, no matter how good it is, won't save your product. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you uh, can't. In some cases, I feel like it it does a lot for a movie that may be not so powerful. But this the thing is that you can't just solely rely on your music to carry it. you emotionally. Yes. You know what it's I mean? True. Like there are scenes that um us and a bad movie where you're like, man, that music actually toned it up for me. 
but but you can't like I said, if you rely only on that for your source of emotion, it falls apart. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah and I think on a positive note on my side of things is that like I really do like films that like I don't have to like think too hard about. Right. You know, like and this one was colorful and fun to look at. Yeah. It wasn't the best. Like you could definitely tell when they're in front of a green screen. <laughs> right. But yeah, like, that was yeah, yeah that's absolutely um, true. Shit. But yeah. like knowing that like the reason I haven't watched the TV show is I know that it's a show I'm gonna have to like right. I am dedicating my time right. and I'm watching something and I know that it's gonna take some time to get through. And right. you're gonna enjoy it. I and I know that. Which is why it's like, well, I don't want to just throw it on. Right, right. This you is wanna... a movie I was like, okay, it's uh, you know Sunday morning. I can throw it on. <laughs> I know it's going to be fine. And it did the job. You know, I could cook my breakfast while still paying attention to it and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, so on a positive note, I think it is a good kids movie. Did you feel it was a kids movie, though? Oh, when you yeah. It? Okay. I mean, like, that's what it felt like the whole okay. time. And I'm by good kids movie, I mean, like, it hits the marks for something that will entertain children but may not be the best thing for children to watch. Right. Yeah, I um, don't recommend parents yeah, show this I to did, their kids. I, 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 the only... Did not do any fan service, really. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say po- one positive for me was, like, I actually really thought that the costumes and the character design were sweet. Like, I actually like oh, that the costumes ruled, Aang's yeah. arrow is actually, like, yeah, a that tattoo cool. that's elaborate. Like, I think that that's all really beautiful. And, like... Appa looked awesome, you know what I mean, to me. Like, I was but like, they, they couldn't afford Appa, so they had to cut his salary, so he's not in any, as Right, he was, as he is in the show, right? But, but either way, the, the wow. design, the design, I think. <laughs> I think the design worked yeah. for a lot of the way. I, I will say that I, I'm pissed off of Zuko's face. Like, they should have done more Appa, with that. I'm sorry, I, I disagree with you on Appa. He, they, they made him look more like a demon than, than a nice, cuddly bison. I know, but I, I I didn't mind the demon because it made it grounded in reality a little more to me. It meant he looked more animalistic, but it was like it was Appa, you know, mm. Appa. Sorry, Ang Appa, not Ang Appa. It's it's yeah, a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. It's well. But um, but no, visually visually in that sense, like I thought that the design of it was was great. I think that's I think this is all perfectly understandable uh, criticisms and positives from the gentlemen that we are. What the fuck <laughs> am I talking about? Uh, Peter, what would you have done different then? Um, first of all, it, it, for me, it comes down to um, the whole script. I would have had a polish on it. I would have a script doctor. We would have extended it to a two-hour format. I would have gotten a different director. Uh, that's Those are the first few things. And then I would have, I would have auditioned more. See, I feel yes. like a lot of this cast was, oh, I know the director, so I'm going to put my kid in the movie. Mm. Right. That's the way I felt about it. The only, the only good uh, actor or actress in this film was, uh, was the girl, girl playing Katara, in my opinion. She was good. Too. She had, yeah, she had, she good, was she good. had some good d- d- dialogue, and that's about it. Yeah. Dave, Dev Patel could have done better, in my opinion. The guy who was playing the uncle did a good job, uh, and that's it. Everyone else needed to be replaced. Everyone. Everyone. The yeah. guy playing Commander Zhao wasn't big, intimidating. Like the way I saw Zhao in the cartoon was this like Darth Vader imposing figure who would have snapped your neck in two seconds and not even thought about it. And this guy was just like this. Uh, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> had no idea. Was confused. All the time. Didn't even have respect from his troops. I mean, come on. I can go loud down the right, list on this right. whole yeah. thing. You know? you know? Do you want me to go next since you watched it recently and like you can yeah, fill sure. in the last? Please do. To me, the, the thing. Uh, one more thing. Go I would have told Jackson Rathbone to blink. <laughs> <laughs> or put him in in post. Blink. Right. Or yeah, di- like digital eyelid yeah. blinks just so that <laughs> we can realize like that he's not killer. a lizard man, you know? Jesus. Um, no, for me personally, I think what I would have done differently is like, let's say I'm stuck with holding it with M night, right? Like we can't replace the director. Uh Then grab two or three of the main writers of that show and have them do a script polish. Mm. You know what I mean? Like where they kind of look at it and approve it since they were the, the source creators of the material and sort of keep M night on track with that. Also, I think that you have to. Casting wise, yeah, I would have revisited. The acting is very cringe. I would have cut down on a lot of the dialogue and married the action and dialogue to show, not tell, sort of thing. 
And I would have upped the grit a little bit. I know that it's a kid's movie, but like if you're going to go, it sort of felt like it was like halfway between that point. Either it was trying to go too gritty or two kids, it, it didn't really know its place, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I would have just gone one way or the other. Either you go full cheese and make it a kid's movie, or you go a l- more into the grit and make it a Pirates of the Caribbean PG-13 movie mm-hmm. that is just based on Amazon that kids can still enjoy. You know what I mean? Like, they won't get everything or something. And and it, and just go for the risk, at least, yeah. in my opinion. That's my, my two cents on it. I love that. Yep. Yeah, me too. I... You guys have touched on everything that I really thought about this movie. I think coming in, having not seen the show, made it easier for me to like just kick my feet up and enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And so anything I would have changed would have just been like, yeah, let's take another stab at this script, friends. Right. You know, like, let's let's see what... What have we cut together that does not need to be like stitched, and what can we expand on more? Like, and make this maybe just a story, uh, like a, a different route. Not have to tell so much in this first movie. Yeah, yeah they they try to put too much in. Like, you know, yeah. uh, if you think about it, all you have is like on the on one side you got Ang Tara Suko, and you, you and then you have uh, um, and then Roku, and then you have Zuko and his uncle, and it's pretty much it. And then yeah. Zhao. So you got yeah. seven main characters. It's a lot of characters. Well, it's just, but it's just like like in Star Wars. Yeah. So there's the same, pretty much the same amount, seven characters that you're right. concentrating on. Right. Moff Tarkin, uh, Darth Vader. You got Chewie. You got Han, Leia, and Luke. That's right. it. Right. Seven characters, and then Obi Wan. So about seven, eight characters. Yeah. And then by the time you get to Empire Strikes Back, then it ex- then then you start seeing more characters. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. But I think, but same I think thing the, in this in the original first season. But I have an same interjection thing. there. Those characters, while it's the same number, Star Wars was the story of Luke, and those were the supporting characters that all had a major role to play in. This it, is the story of Aang. I know, but but in the in the show, you are telling that story of those characters across many episodes where it wasn't always necessarily an Aang episode. That's true. But in a movie, you have to center it around Aang. Right. So you have to chop you you, you a lot ch- of it. And you can chop. Yeah. There's a lot of useless stuff in, in the show that you oh, can yeah. chop. Yeah, filler. You know? I will I will say two things. Like, the the main important thing, I guess, and the point that we all stress, and this is a note to feature filmmakers out there, <laughs> is that it all starts with the script. Like, yep. if you don't have a solid script, it doesn't matter if you grab James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, or whoever it is, it's not going to be a good movie. And can I add to that? that yeah. Like, when it comes to the script, it's about finishing the script. Right. Finish the script, then make the script better, then make the script better, but, like, don't agonize over what's going to be in this thing. Like, that's what I feel like this was, like, I'm sure this went through so many different reads of people like, Probably. oh, we need to do more of this, or we need to do more of this, and it's just like, what you should have done is just get a draft done and bring yeah. in those creators, like you said, Rob. Yeah, exactly. And the and and those are the people that would have kept the faithfulness yep. of the show, the spirit of the show, and probably know like told M Night be like, hey, throughout our show, these were our main character arcs, or these were the important points we were trying to make. Maybe this is what you want to focus the movie on, you know, yeah. I mean? or take one particular point and make that and then have it be solid so that you can make more movies to follow. Oh, yeah. The last thing I will say, you brought up a really good point, Rob, where about like, oh, it's a movie where you can be mindless and watch. Right. So I know that people aren't the biggest fans of Michael Bay, but Michael Bay has some gems in the vault. He's got some great films. He's got the some Rock. great movies. The Rock being his best one. The if last, you like uh, music videos, you'll love Michael Bay. Right. Right. The last uh, James Bond movie. but the rock and you know the bad boys movies are great the first and second one are amazing and uh you know like he he's he's uh, as much as you want to argue armageddon armageddon's a great movie oh yeah and it was written by jj abrams yeah but that's my point right is that you can watch armageddon and people can criticize the pacing the editing you don't know what's fault you don't really follow what's going on but at the end of the day you really do follow what's going along because a was well it was a well-written script and it's a mindless movie that you just are there for the popcorn, the thrills, and the enjoyment. Yep. That's all. You don't have to really get into the whole dialogue and all the nuances and stuff like that, which is a testament to, like, you can still make a good movie if the story overall is solid. And I think that that's what lacked in this movie. 100%. Bingo. Yeah. Well, guys, 
I, how do we end these things? I don't know. I, I think uh, I've been having way too much fun. I talking know. About this. I, I do have to say though, guys, I think that uh, our listeners should know that we're planning some some changes coming up in in schedule and in release dates, mm. and that there may be a bonus episode coming out that you might have to throw out a couple of bucks to get the. Uh, the uncut and unfiltered. I think that that's a... And, uh, you know, if we're going to embarrass ourselves by getting drunk and shot, shot trivia, <laughs> maybe that should be behind a paywall. Yeah. <laughs> if I that's so. ready by the time this episode comes out, it'll be in the show notes. You can take a look there to figure out how to get our bonus stuff. But uh, for now, I think that uh, I think we're doing pretty good. What are you thinking, Rom? I'm just thinking I'm thrilled that the boys are back in town. <laughs> They're back in town, and it's uh, it, and it's uh, it's great to kick off the third season where uh, we're all officially together. And I'm excited for all the new movies that we're going to be reviewing, and I'm excited for all the new ideas that we've got coming for you guys. This is a great send off. I'm happy, guys. That's those are my thoughts. Uh, I kick it to you guys, Peter. You want to take us home? I am so excited. Yeah, sure. And tell us how excited I am. You are. So excited. That we are all in the same room right now. It's been a year in the making. Oh, my man. God. Yeah. How many episodes have we done, by the way? We've like oh, 50, 58. Yeah, we're right around 50, 60. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And by the way, everyone, uh, the, the episodes that Schulte is referring to are the, um, you know, the ones where we get really drunk and ask each other questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll throw some other spices in there, but too. But other than that, hey, write us a five-star review, please. We will read them on the air because, uh, you know, uh, we love five-star reviews, and we will tell you how awesome you are. And if there are any movies that you guys want to suggest for us to review, definitely drop them in those reviews or reach out to us on our Twitter and comment. Because yeah. we've, we've done a few. Laura, for instance. Oh, yeah. Laura yeah. came Laura from my Instagram. Right. You know? yes. And then, of course, I, I gave it out to everybody on the Pirates of the Caribbean one. Yeah. yeah. Which was a lot of fun, yeah. actually. What well, was yeah. it? Uh, uh, the... What movie did Bravo Wild Black suggest? Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. We haven't done that. We one have yet. to bring Bravo Wild Black yeah. on. That's yeah. going to be another. That's yeah. going to be a that's bonus a plan episode. That's a for this season. Like, that's, that's a plan. A, that's yeah. going to be a bonus episode. But as you guys can see, there are many avenues to reach out to us and give us your feedback and movies that you would like for us to review. We definitely pay attention to all those comments, guys. So reach out. Yeah, uh, and the hurtful ones. Well, this has been another great episode, Peter. It has been another great episode, Rob. So for Rob Schulte and Rob Federick, you don't know which Rob I'm referring to. I'm Peter Madrigal, and you will be hearing from us next week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Woo! See ya. Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler, and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes, or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts.